Chapter 15 Hold! Ethac put a hand to Wiccan's sleeve. A rabbit! See! he whispered. Wiccan peered the way that Ethac pointed and saw fern moving, but not what caused it. Where? Ethac moved his arm. It's there now. See? Look for the white of its scut. There now. There! Wiccan shook his head. He heard a faint whiffle. Still saw nothing. But Ethac raised his bow, affixed an arrow, and let fly. Come on, let's see if it found its mark. The small brown creature lay like an old rag. At Ethac's command, Wiccan gathered it up and laid it in the captain's open satchel. The arrow had made a large gash in its side through which it had bled profusely, and the soft fur was matted and sticky to the touch. For some lad. While the captain couldn't see through Wiccan's hood, there was something about the way he was standing. Don't like the sight of blood? Sight? thought Wiccan. What of the smell? He was surprised to feel how warm and supple and limp the rabbit's body was not at all like the stiff and dusty creatures in the trophy hall. Ethac seemed pleased with his catch, but Wiccan felt oddly sad and out of sorts. The rabbit had started out the day just as he had, with life stretching ahead, but wouldn't see its ending. I bet you like the nights the cooks make rabbit stew. In fact, I'd bet you always go for second helpings. True, thought Wiccan, though he didn't answer. They moved on. They hadn't gone far when Wiccan pulled up short, grabbing Ethac's sleeve. Through there, he murmured. That bush is moving. And incredibly, it was advancing at a steady clip. Ethac watched for a moment, then, beckoning Wiccan to follow him, moved closer and parted their leafy screen for a better view. Wiccan drew in his breath. Not a bush but a creature with branches on its head. There was a dead one in the trophy room, yet looking nothing like this. Reddish-brown its coat was, and sleek. Head held high with a firm, sure step, it looked proud as Morrock in full regalia. 
It must have caught a whiff of them, for it stopped, turned its antlered head towards them, then, poof, was gone in a thrupping of hooves. That was a buck, a young stag, Ethac said. You can tell by the antlers, you know. They grow a bit each year. Those weren't all that large. Lucky for it, there's only us. Our hunters would have made short work of it. There was good venison there. Venison. Wiccan thought of the rows of frozen carcasses hanging in the ice galleries, skinned and headless, their arms and legs tied tidily together. Young meat like that makes for tender eating too, roast, not stew like the game in a blanket we had for breakfast, Ethac said. Talking of it makes me wish for more already. The captain shot two more rabbits and a hare in short order. I don't know how you do it, Wiccan declared, impressed. Ah, I'm no hunter, Ethac said, but sounded pleased nonetheless. I have a knack for rabbits. Well, I surely haven't, that's clear. Wiccan caught not a sign of them before he went to pick them up. I'd say you had no stomach for it. But then you're not meant to, except for helping me. You'd make a good gatherer, though, he added, patting Wiccan's satchel. Thanks, Wiccan said, forgetting his upcoming abscondence. But I'll never be allowed outside. Diddick said that I'm to be a healer. Ethac snorted. Healer, you're much too good to waste indoors. Lad, you belong out here. You have that right, thought Wiccan grimly. Twould be a waste to shut you up for life, Ethac went on. I... The captain pulled up, mayhap thinking he'd gone too far. I may put in a good word for you when the time is right. Wiccan stared. Ethac would speak on his behalf? In the meantime, the captain went on, if you've a mind to spend another feast day in this fashion, you can give me a hand again down here. Wiccan bit his lip. I'd like that very much, he mumbled. Thank you. One more catch, Ethac said, closing up the satchel and preparing to move on. Then we go. Wiccan walked on beside him, his discomfort growing. He had to get away. He had to. But the captain's kindness was making it hard. Lad! Ethac caught Wiccan's sleeve and pointed. A young red fox, hardly more than a kit, was trotting through a clearing some paces off. As they watched, 
the fox slowed, sniffed the wind, then vanished into dense laurel at the clearing's far end. Fortunately for us, the wind blows this way, or he'd have been on to us. Its earth is likely not too far away. Time's short. We'll split and come from opposite directions. I'll come round from this way, he pointed right. And you go that, he pointed left. You're looking for a shallow hole, likely under a root tangle or an old tree bowl. Find that hole and he's ours. Tread quiet, though even if he hears us, he'll not move from his hole. Oh, and if you do find it first, just stand by, don't call. Mark the hole until I come. I'll find you. Ethac turned and slid away, vanishing into the undergrowth. When the man had gone, Wiccan looked about. Alone! He could not believe his luck. Now was his chance. He would make himself invisible, wait for Ethac, then simply follow him to the cave. Even so, he glanced into the thicket where the fox had gone. While he was waiting, he might as well look for the fox. Wiccan shifted, then made his way around the left side of the thicket. Twigs cracked underfoot, leaves crunched with his passing. Well, he thought, remembering the swish of fern in the rabbit's path, it wasn't much use being invisible if he made a noise. He slowed, picking his way more carefully. Then, Bracing himself, he forced his way into the screen of tangled laurel. Twisted and gnarled those limbs were, intertwined and laced together with vicious, wiry vine. Bending low, Wiccan fought his way through, barbs and twigs, snagging his satchel, his sleeves, his hood, and it was all he could do to keep from crying out in pain and irritation. Reaching open space at last, he straightened, and tearing himself free from a bramble strand, he looked about. Everywhere he turned seemed just the same. No sign of where he'd gotten in. He held quite still. No sign of Ethac, either. Wiccan turned his mind to the fox. There were holes all over the clearing, where trees had fallen and their stumps rotted away. 
Most were plugged with rotted leaves and moss and stones. But one, under the lee of a low bank, looked promising. He bent down, peering into the dock of the hole. At first he saw nothing. But after a moment he drew in his breath and rose. The hole was shallow, as Ethac said it would be, and there at the back of it the young fox crouched, tense, its teeth bared in a snarl. Now, children, while that wily little kit could see no sign of Wiccan, it could smell him and hear him, could sense him sharp and clear. Wiccan gripped his spear. Those small white teeth looked sharp, and the bristles of its coat stood out. So fierce it looked, a formidable enemy, but not against a spear. One sharp thrust into that hole, and that would be the end of it. He gazed steadily into the fox's eyes. Feeling rushed in. Wordless. Fear. No. A wariness. Nerves tight. Senses alert. A sense of danger. Close. Too close. Leaving little room for flight. All at once. Wiccan understood. This was the fox kit's thought. In some strange way, he'd become attuned to it. Wiccan felt his body tighten, his senses grow keener, waiting. The creature sensed threat, did not yet realize that it was trapped. When it did, fear would come, robbing it of the power to move. Then Ethac would thrust his spear into that hole and kill it. Invisible, Wiccan crouched with care before the fox, bending his thought towards it. Stay. Whatever happens, don't move. Wiccan gathered up an armful of dead brush and laid it across the foxhole mouth. Within the hole, the fox made no move, no sound. Wiccan stood back to inspect his effort. If he hadn't known the hole was there, He'd never guess it. Goodbye. Good luck. And watch for hunters. Wait, Ethac had told him. Wait. Wait by the fox. 
and I'll find you. He would wait all right. So would the fox. But the captain would never find either 